Welcome to episode 157 of the CGM's Pixels and Ink podcast. We're joined by Phil this week. Yeah. Wow, you sound so excited to be back, Phil. I am. No, I'm genuinely thrilled. <laughs> he's sm- okay, now he's smiling. Howard Cosell <laughs> Sports Broadcast. It's great to be back, Howard. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's Wayne, our literate editor. So, we'll just jump right into things I this don't week. I'm sorry, you don't want to be. Would you like to give me? Would you like me to give you a lobotomy so you can go back to being illiterate? Um, if they could find a way to not use an ice pick, then maybe I'll consider it. I'll look into it. Oh, I'll works. see what I can yeah. do for you. All right. All right. So we'll start off with let's start off with movie news because Phil wasn't here last week. Sure, we can do that. Although I don't have leftover stuff from last week. Well, no, I, we don't. We don't want to hear about what happened last week. That is so depasse. Okay, thank God. All right. So Did you just use the word depasse. Depasse. And you actually pronounced it correctly. Mm. I'm so impressed. Fun. Wow. All right. Well, first up. Um, How avant-garde. Uh, I mean, I guess this is slightly old news by now, but it's no less exciting, which is that uh, Dave Lynch is officially back on the Twin Peaks reboot. Yeah, that's that's good news. Which all was around. so great to hear. And also, um, it was very clearly explained what the issue was, which is that now... Oh, okay, this, I did not hear this part. Yeah, okay, well, so. now the series will be 18 episodes as opposed to 11. Ooh, okay. So I could see why Showtime was a bit cagey about uh, mm-hmm. them being like, yeah, here's the deal, please go write the show. And they came back, and David Lynch was like, so I think the episode, the season will be twice as long. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sure that was yeah. that was a tough one. Yeah, um, but clearly is. Uh, so that's what he meant when he said more money. Is yeah, because seven more ed- episodes. They need more Six money to episodes. make more episodes. Yeah, and it yeah. was something like that. So, but hey, I'm just glad it happened. Now I, I have to admit I'm a little concerned about 18 episodes because I don't. Even, I'm not even certain if there are 18 good episodes of the original mm-hmm. series. So that's seven more episodes he asked for. Yeah, that's what. That's yes. a, yeah, that's quite a that's quite a yeah. bit of money. But he absolutely. But he still will be uh, directing all of them, and he's written all of them with Mark Frost. So 18's a lot for even it, for it is it like, is for a cable show. That's yeah. practically unheard of. So. All the shows that I watch have dropped to something like ten. Exactly, like South which Park like. dropped to ten. Yeah, which I, I do not like. South Park being dropped. I I, I, I agree. I wish yes. there was more South Park, but I do in general prefer that model because it allows more creator control. Um, obviously, this is going to be a series that is full, fully creator controlled, yeah, so. regardless. Um, but yeah, I'm fascinated to see what they do, and also you know. There's an entire town's worth of characters to catch up on. Plus, I yeah. can only assume they're going to want to introduce new ones. And oh yes, Twin and Peaks: The Next Generation. Yes, and oh, then right. also like Degrassi: The Next Generation. Yeah, exactly. And then also, it's been like six or seven years since David Lynch has even made a movie. So, uh, and all his movies tend to feel like um, a, a overarching plot and concept, and then just a collection of ideas and dreams he's had during the period between his main last movie. We, so we, one can assume got, he has many. Yeah, but we've got Mark <laughs> Frost on board to add some structure to yeah, that. Yeah, he'll so, at least help keep yeah. it under control. Um, but anyway, I couldn't be more excited about this. That it's, was great, 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 that, great, great news. That is I a had a feeling hear. it was all just like well, your your theory the was internet. that yeah, he was just using internet leverage to. It seemed know. like a smart yeah. play, and obviously it worked. The internet did, in fact, go stupid, mm-hmm. and uh, now we get almost twice as much Twin Peaks as originally intended. I'll take that. I am thrilled. All right, next up, this is fun. There's a new trend now that started with the Hodorowski's Dune uh, project of making documentaries about failed movies. Um, of course, we have the uh, Tim Burton, Nick Cage, Superman documentary coming out shortly, which I couldn't be oh more God. excited about. There was also one. This is a movie that got finished, but uh, The Island of Dr. Moreau from the 90s was a notoriously disastrous production. They made a documentary about that. But again, I haven't been able to see it, but I can't wait because that was... 
like the original director quit after four days and then hid in animal makeup to watch what was happening on the set. <laughs> all sorts of stuff like that. I Val, think I need to watch this documentary. Val, Val Kilmer was the no, star I, of the you movie. You need to watch the movie first, yeah. right? Okay. And then Val the Kilmer was the star of the movie and then got divorced right beforehand and showed up and said, I don't, I only want to be, I want to be in 40% of less of the movie and refused mm-hmm. to say any of his lines. So they, uh, yeah, they had to cast a new actor to be, it's a notoriously disastrous production. There's a documentary about that. But, the thing I'm talking about that's now being made that I can't wait for is there's going to be a documentary made about uh, George Miller's abandoned Justice League movie that how almost oh. happened in 2008. <laughs> or sorry, 2000, yeah, 2008. It was, um, and that one got deep in production. They cast everybody. They designed all the costumes. People were getting fit. They were building sets. And what happened was twofold. Number one, uh, the writer's strike occurred, so they de- delayed production as a result of the writer's strike. And then by the time the writer's strike was wrapped up, The Dark Knight came out and was a gigantic hit. And they didn't want to have suddenly another Justice League movie come out with another Batman to confuse people. <laughs> so we got hit on the scrap heap. But the little bits and pieces I've heard about it over the years are amazing. Like uh, Apparently, like the Batman costume was like a steampunk design, so everything was like had some sort of mechanical, app, visible mechanical <laughs> apparatus to it. Army Hammer was going to play uh, Batman, which I thought was an interesting choice. Yeah, they were all, everyone was cast really okay. young with plans for them to slowly age into their roles over the course of a planned trilogy that never occurred. But um, now that this documentary is about failed movies, is a viable uh, market, um, and uh, you might, I'm... Mad Max was obviously hit, so people care about George Miller again. They're uh, they're gonna do it, and I'm I can't wait because I mean they have footage and stuff that they'll be able to show. Okay, so. that that would be interesting to see. I'm really excited. Yeah, so this will be this should, this this should be good. I mean, no, who knows how long it will take for that to come together. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but still, Hodorowski's doing was like that was amazing to watch. It was amazing. Yeah, was absolutely. Just, yeah. And I can't wait to see that one on the Tim Burton Nick Cage Superman. And that's gonna be surreal. And it's going to be so good. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, th- and this one is totally worthy because this is something I've been fascinated about for the longest time. Like, I can't even, I know, like, I've heard George Miller say that it was, like, a radically different take he was going to take. And then all the characters were going to be sort of redone in a, some sort of in- interesting new fashion. But beyond that, I have no idea what mm-hmm. he was planning. Yeah. So it'll be exciting to actually finally get so to see that. So when will this actually premiere? I mean, they're working on it now. Okay. So my guess would be, like, maybe next Comic-Con they'll have something okay. ready. Something yeah. like that. It'll be at least a year. Yeah. But I mean, it is a documentary, so it's not like they need tons of post-production effects to drop in or anything like that. No, I mean, uh, it's, that's actually, do you think? post-production <laughs> takes the longest in a documentary because you just go gather footage and yeah. interviews and then you got to figure out how to, like, Yeah, but I mean, it. it's it's not like you've got to worry about, like, you know, dropping oh, they have tons to do of CGI effects and, and, and stuff. stuff. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, I and it, it's fully funded and everything, so it's not like we have to wait for that to fall into place. Okay. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with there, uh, with that. Um, but I'm excited about it. Um, next up, it's been confirmed that Krang will be in the next Ninja Turtles movie, so we can all get excited about that. The who will be what? Krang. Oh, okay. The evil brain. Oh, creature. right. Yep. Yeah. So okay. he's going to be making his live-action debut as a cartoon. Um, yeah, I mean, I find it hard to get excited about anything related to the Ninja Turtles anymore, so I can't pretend. Yeah, just abandon that. I don't there. think that you're alone in this feeling. No. It's just that, yeah, that was just one of those childhood revivals that really just does not seem to have taken off. I think they failed. Failed so But, I mean, it didn't fail. That's the problem. It actually did quite well. Well, so we're gonna in your heart it failed, did it not? I yeah. did. As a piece of work, it failed. At the, in terms of uh, finances, it did quite well. We're getting at least one more, whether we like it or not. And Krang will be in it this time. 
which I guess is something. Okay, next up. Um, uh, oh, this is an interesting one. Uh, Fox is going to try and do another League of Extraordinary Gentlemen movie. Oh, God. What? Really? Rights. Yeah. Because it's going to be a reboot, right? They're not going to continue yeah, that, on. No, that's, that's, you're going to completely ignore that. Okay. And that movie was awful. It was horrendous. But the Alan Moore book that it's based on yeah. is pretty good. Yes. I was excited to see said movie. Exactly. Do Can not we enjoy safely assume that Moore is retaining his usual attitude? Yeah, no, I mean, he's not going to be involved his, with yeah. it. Yeah, oh, okay. no, we don't have to worry about that in any All right. shape or form. Just checking. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, that's it. Is it? They're. T- I mean, you know, this is just them saying they're working on a project. Who knows who will be involved? How long it'll take? It mm-hmm. could easily fall apart. But it's yeah. actually one like this is what you should reboot. This is you shouldn't take something beloved and try to do it again. You should take something that failed miserably mm-hmm. and do a good version. Yeah, that's a great. That's how you. That's how you remake or reboot something. So you know, Catwoman up next, then I guess. <laughs> yeah, like, we'll see. If anything needs saving, it's it's like you know, know. That, that Catwoman movie franchise. I know that was horrendous. Just let her rest in peace, man. Just horrendous. Just oh, she'll be back as part of the Snyderverse. Don't. Why worry can't about Poison that. Ivy get her own movie? I'd watch that. That would be good. Yeah, they haven't they haven't screwed that one up yet. Well, no, they it, they kind of screwed Poison Ivy. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. Did a horrible Let's poison forget. Uma I thought Thurman. that you know, it's like Uma yeah. Thurman. This can't fail. Oh, oh, it can. can oh, fail in many like ways, <laughs> many many ways. Actually, a Batgirl movie because Alicia Silverstone was awful. Yeah, I would watch that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Well, wait, no, we unless wait. Her. What's the thing? We have to wait for the Snyderverse to fail and get and yeah. go away. And Otherwise, yeah, it's like Snyderverse Batgirl would, yeah, like Batgirl yeah, with the raspy voice. Yeah. Swear to me. Then all these things happen. <laughs> so, hey, speaking of which, the Batmobile is in town right now. You guys yeah, heard I saw about that. that. I'm sure. I'm you actually, see it actually. I saw the pictures of it. I saw, okay. And I'm pretty sure that they're just letting people take pictures because they're trying to get people hyped for this movie. because no one's hyped for it. Absolutely, they are. Absolutely, they are. Because I because there are no pictures of Civil War, which is shooting right now. Exactly, but there are tons of video pictures civil war yeah there's nothing and they managed to sneak what two pictures from x-men yeah, yeah. and that's it yeah but yeah the suicide squad's like calm down and take one, photos get thing. people hyped for Warner our movie brothers is just desperate to get attention yeah. for these things because you know the word on they the street isn't good okay yeah all well, people everyone's trash talking them <laughs> no less than me certainly not um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the thing that was so frustrating is like, I find out that one night this week, the Batmobile is chasing Harley and Joker down Young Street. I know, and we're not there. Exactly. In theory, I should be like, oh my God. And like racing down to see it immediately. And you didn't. No. Yeah. I haven't even looked for anything. Not at all. I was just it. like, oh God, so sad that this is what it's come to. Like this, this is actually happening right now in a space where I can go see it physically happen in front of my eye holes, and I have no interest in doing so. Oh, I feel the same way. I saw Harley even had a face tattoo in the last picture. <sighs> like, I have no interest in seeing the movie, let alone going oh, I will, down. Oh, like, I will see it. If they had filmed Silent Hill closer mm-hmm. to us, Wayne, when you, when you went, mm-hmm. I would have been all over that because mm-hmm. I would have assumed it was going to be good. It yeah. wasn't, but we mm-hmm. would have assumed it was going to yeah. be good. We, mm-hmm. Yeah, No, you had every right yeah. to be excited at the time. Absolutely. This and is so easy out. for us to go down and watch. Yeah. And I'd rather sit at home and play Plants vs. Zombies. Yeah, like there's a Batmobile I could go touch. Yeah, there's like you know, a physical I, incantation I of Joker. and I just care like, less. Eh. I wouldn't mind seeing Harley in person, though, I have to say. But that's just a Margot Robbie thing. Yeah, not a Suicide Squad thing. I'd rather see her like not as Harley. I gotta say, whenever she's doing like, whenever she's like smiling or making Harley faces for the character, she looks like she's got it. Oh, she's gone for it. She's good for it. It's it's just a bummer that she's in that stupid getup. It's the getup. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, that's the thing. 
a frustrating <laughs> slash semi Apparently, exciting Apparently, every morning they put up Craigslist ads for extras. Do they? Yep. And people will show up, I'm sure. Of course. Well, yeah. Of course. I thought about it, like, you know what? I should do it one day, but it's like, yeah. It. It's incredibly tedious. But it is. Paid. Oh, yeah. No, but it's incredibly tedious. Yeah. I, for a second, I'm like, oh, it could be fun to be on the set of totally, Suicide yeah. Squad. And it's yeah. like, wait, but, you know, yeah, no. Yeah, bring a book. Yeah. Make sure that you have something to do for those I know. Hours Being an extra is boring as all hell. But it really is. But, yeah. But it's, you know, it should be exciting. Yeah. You could be theoretically be standing around Gotham yeah. and stuff. Unless should you're be, an extra for a Star Trek movie, in which case, I suppose, if you're a Star Trek nerd and they're issuing you, like, a Star Trek Federation a uniform, uniform mm-hmm. you'll <laughs> just be happy to stand around wearing that. Yeah, totally. You'd be the back oh, I'm like, in a Federation uniform. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> a really happy yeah, extra. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a Federation cadet. This kicks so much ass. Oh, oh I'm a red sort of, shirt. Like, Star Wars <laughs> monster get up on you. Yeah. That'd be good, too. That's not bad. Okay, next up. Uh, this is a weird one. Uh, Warner Brothers has hired Robert Rodriguez to write and direct a Johnny Quest movie. <gasps> really? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's different. Wow, Johnny Quest. Is, I know, be, right? is he still going to be like a little white boy? Is it going to be semi-racist? They're going to make him Hispanic? Who knows? It's, it's going to make him a girl? Well, Janine Quest? Well, what's, Janine Quest. What's particularly weird Jeannie? about it is yeah. this is uh, Jenny Quest. Robert Jenny Rodriguez Quest. has never made a studio movie. Mm. Ever, yeah. I will know. I get that's a lie. Actually, I guess Desperado was a Columbia movie, but even that was so cheap it barely counts. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see like what he can do with those resources, considering what he can do with nothing for yeah. all his other movies. And it's always uh, it's also a sad statement on how poorly his movies have been doing lately that he has to work for hire now rather than being his own one man band, mm-hmm. as no one went to see Sin City two or Machete two. I haven't even watched Sin City two. It's on Netflix. I know. I was like, I should watch that. I saw it. It was all right. It's it all right? fine. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why everyone. It was, was more Sin City. Yeah, know, I don't so. know why everyone was so pissy about it. I think people just thought Sin City was more than it was. Yeah, but like, um, it was just more Sin City. So yeah, I, like, I got what I was well, expecting out yeah. of it. What Sin City? When did it come out? Two thousand five. So it was long. It was out long before the comic trend really picked up. That's the thing, and, right? and no one had ever done an all blue screen yeah. movie before. And they're all like, "Oh my god, this is awesome!" And now we're so used to. Yeah, now you just have to actually deal yeah. with the Sin City content, which is pure trash. And people are like, "What? Wait, it's yeah, trash. that's true." Visually, it did make more of an impression back yeah. then. Yeah, that's what it was. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. That is true. And yeah. people, yeah, pretend, didn't pretended that it wasn't just complete filthy tr- sleaze. Aside from that. But anywho, yeah, Johnny Quest. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, I, he certainly like the Spy Kids movies aren't my favorite Robert Rodriguez movies, but he certainly did a good job with them. So they he did could a do a kiddie them. action movie. There's like five I think of them. They did four, I want to say. That's a lot of movies it's for the Spy Kids. Yeah, it really is. So I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I have no real attachment to Johnny Quest, so he can do whatever he wants with it. Yeah. He's a fun filmmaker. I'm curious. I'd like to see what he could do with some money. Yeah, I'm. Cautiously optimistic, yeah. but it is odd that there's cause for Johnny. curiosity though. So but Johnny, but people even care about Johnny. No. Quest? Yeah, I know that's the weird thing. It's like, wow, Johnny Quest. Okay, uh-huh. how many people have even actually seen any episodes of Johnny Quest? I know it's weird, but anyway, that's the thing happening. Yeah. They do like a dark, kids, gritty so. Johnny Quest for adults. Mm-hmm. That'd be interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see that happening. <laughs> <laughs> they need to start doing that. Yeah. Um, and next up. Uh, Hulk Hogan claims that Sylvester Stallone called him up and asked him to be the villain in Expendables 4. 
<laughs> Interesting. Okay. Which, which, I mean, you know. Could be great. Who knows if they'll make okay. another expendable. One. If anyone's going to lie about it, it's Hulk, but that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. One, that would be awesome, but yeah. Expendables 3 was a huge letdown, so I'm kind of afraid if it's they true, make It's true, but more. just simply by virtue of the fact they're hiring Hulk Hogan. And they put Hulk Hogan in it with Nicolas Cage. Yeah, they're going down a sillier and direction. The and Nicolas Cage is doing Jesus movies now, so he'll do literally anything. So there's no <laughs> there's no way they couldn't get him for I just learned that he's done 70 movies know, in his it's career. Insane. It's insane. Oh, my God. It's probably more than that by, by now. I know. So they could probably get him. But also, if they're getting Hulk Hogan, then they should get Mr. T. They should bring out... Oh, Mr. T would do it. They should do Mike Tyson. Yeah. Oh, oh, he should be a villain. They should open the door for all the wrestlers. Get all those classic guys in there. Get the nasty boys in there. Well, get the Legion Rowdy, of Doom. Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper. Oh, Roddy Piper would be great. He yeah. can actually act. So, yeah. That's true. Yeah. I think that's the way to go. I think now it's the Expendables versus vintage 80s wrestlers. Is Randy Macho Man Savage still alive? No, he's dead. Oh, that's a shame. No, he's dead. And Andre the Giant as well, yeah. obviously. Yeah, all right. I heard such a disgusting story about Andre the Giant one Uh-oh. time. I don't know if it's true or not, but I want to believe it's true, which is that when he would, like, tour around and stay in a hotel, they would have to get him two hotel rooms next to each other with a connecting door because he was so large he couldn't use a toilet. So he needed a second bathroom oh, so he could poo in the tub. Wow. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> okay. He needed a second whole room so it didn't stink up his regular room. Okay. He needed an extra room where he'd go poo in the tub. I can kind of believe it. I don't think that's true. I can kind of believe it. No, I believe it. Do you see how big that guy was? He was a man of substance. I can see him not being able to to break a regular toilet. Maybe you can read a biography somewhere. I think it's real. I believe it. I I believe it. I really, really do. Um, But, yeah, anyway, hopefully, yeah, there will be a vintage WWF theme to the next Expendables. (laughs) All right, and then one last final thing. This is kind of fun. Um... There's a new uh, producer who is now uh, officially the most successful uh, in terms of like when you add the profits of all the movies he's produced together, um, is now the most successful producer um, at the domestic box office. It was Spielberg up until this week um, with okay. $6.7 billion that he's and been he responsible for. he's now been surpassed he's by? He's been surpassed by who would you think, would you, if you're going to guess? Michael Bay. Nope. You're not going to tell God. me it's Roger Corman? Nope. Okay. Is it someone respectable? You know, you guys are going to like it. Okay. It's Stan Lee. Because <laughs> he has a producer credit on all the movies. Oh, okay. that makes yeah, so much yeah, sense. Yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. As a producer. Spider-Man. <laughs> so, yeah, Stan Lee is now technically the most successful movie producer of all time. Interesting, yeah. Which is great, which yeah. I love. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So, so Stan Lee wins by technicality. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. He's That's just the sitting there on that pile of money just shouting out, Excelsior, yeah, yeah. over and over again. He had absolutely no artistic involvement in yeah. any of those movies beyond a cameo. No. But he is technically the yeah. most successful producer in the world right now. Of all time, no less. So there you go, true believers. Mm-hmm. Straight from Stan Soapbox. Yeah, finally happened. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it. That's my last one. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Phil. No problem. I guess we'll move on to the game news with Wayne. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, let's let's move on to like some comic book news first. Yeah. Because that's probably like oh, the yeah, biggest thing the that's happened this week before yeah. we go on to the gaming yep. stuff. Is so yeah, DC. Yeah. They're they they brought back the multiverse. Um, mm-hmm. In essence, it's like you know so they're yeah they're they're basically just. They've got this event. It's called Convergence, and what it seems to be now um, is somebody over at DC decided, you know, it was great when we had all of those multiple Earths, and why did we wipe that out with Crisis on Infinite Earths? Mm -hmm. So now they've decided that you know their new thing is they went back and they 
somehow fixed Crisis on Infinite Earths mm-hmm. so that the various multiverses could exist yeah. again. Yeah. And I guess basically this just gives their writers an excuse to write whatever the hell they yeah. want and it, it'll be okay without being sure. like trapped in the new 52 yeah, yeah. continuity. It's an excuse yeah. to do new Elseworld stuff and it's also an excuse to, uh, if they want to retcon any of the new 52 continuity and bring back the original characters, they can now do that as yeah. well. So I'm, I mean, fu- I'm for, fine with it. For now, they're saying that the new 52 continuity is still going to be the main starring yeah, yeah, continuity, yeah, 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 yeah. but you know, it's like, yeah, they're... They're bringing back Earth 2. They've got, you know, it's like um, Grant Morrison's multiversity stuff that's yep. going to be in there. You know, it's like, plus whatever else they're going to be dragging in from the storied legacy of all of those other parallel yep, Earths yep. that they've had over the decades. Um, I'm, which I'm fine with. Yeah. That's but, you know, stuff. like, yeah, in, in the meantime, even amongst the new 52, there have been, like, you know, some big changes. Like, Superman's basically, like, pissed off everybody and, yeah. like, you know, nearly died trying to, like, fly into the sun so that he could yeah. supercharge himself and try and get his powers back. Yep, yep. And Batman, at least for the moment, is dead. And Commissioner Gordon is Commissioner Batman Gordon is running around suit. in a robot suit, yeah. yeah. Being um, Batman, which is amusing. Yeah. It's like Black Canary is, like, what, you know, it's like lead singer in a rock group yeah. or something like that and it's just like yeah all kinds of crazy stuff is going on it's so, very weird what's happening yeah. but they're having fun which I, uh, which is great yeah so it, it's quite the shakedown and we'll see how it all pans out and yeah. like who knows in a few years there probably will be yet another big event to try and like you know yeah, sort it a, all out absolutely if it a big mess that's how again. comics work yeah, yeah. yeah. So every, everything changes until it goes back to being the same yeah exactly yeah so, like, that's that's probably the biggest news in comics is that DC is bringing back the multiverse, and yep. this could be a good or a bad thing. Yeah, yeah it'll be, I'm curious. I just ho- I hope that it leads to more Elseworlds books because I always yeah, find I mean that, I that find those they fun. had a lot of fun with a lot of those. Yeah, so. totally. Yeah. And I would like I, I I could go for some more of that. Okay, and it'd be a great way just to just bring back writers, you know, like Grant Morrison, <laughs> do a couple. That'd be that good. That'd yeah, yeah. be good. Yeah, yeah. be yeah. fun. I wonder if they'll drag Neil Gaiman back into it somehow and just like you know more Sandman stuff. I mean, he's doing Sandman right now. Yeah, yeah. The series that just won't get finished. I thought I thought the last issue came out this week. I thought I read that. The most recent issue came out. Oh, that's not uh, the finale? It's, it's I supposed thought it to was be the like finale. six issues. Was it issue six? Oh, this is the fifth, I believe. Yeah, okay, so, there's one okay, more so to go there's still then. one more, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. now, uh, now let's just hop over onto the gaming stuff. Okay, so the Oculus Rift guys now are saying... If you're interested in virtual reality and you're interested in Oculus Rift and you're just jumping into this fresh without mm-hmm. like you know any pre-existing equipment, then they're saying that the optimal VR experience, not including the Oculus Rift unit, that's mm-hmm. still a separate purchase. Mm-hmm. The the kind of gear you're going to need is going to run you fifteen hundred dollars for the computer. Woo! That's what they're saying. <laughs> Jesus. So obviously, if you've got a PC at home and you know you've already got a decent graphics card or you've got enough RAM, then yeah. you can start taking those off the list. But if yeah. you're starting fresh, where you're just like I want to buy a VR dedicated rig. How much is it going to cost? Fifteen hundred big ones, not including the Rift unit, yeah. which they still don't have a price on. Yeah, I tried so, an Oculus Rift last week. So yeah, did this, you? Yeah, I yeah. did. At, um, <clears throat> it was a press day for Insidious Three, and they had a little like demo thing they've made. Oh really? Yeah, which is actually going to be at uh, movie theaters in select cities across Canada and Toronto. It'll be at the Scotiabank and the AMC yeah, course, for a few yeah. weeks. Well, of course. And I recommend going to check it out. It was really cool. It's like you sit you sit in a chair and the like psychic lady tells you there's ghosts in the room and then you see the ghosts. Okay. Um, and it was a really cool mix of like uh, actors and a digital environment. Oh, okay. And I was I was just really impressed and hmm. and just at how well the depth worked. Did you and feel everything. immersed in it? Where I really like, did. I'm, I'm just here. I really so, did, and hmm. I was amazed by. I mean, like I didn't have any movement aside from like. Okay. I, I, like, right. I could look around 360 degrees in my head, but mm-hmm. I couldn't control it beyond that. Okay. But even within those parameters, I was really impressed mm-hmm. by how well 
uh, by how technically how well everything worked. Yeah, VR really sucks you in when it's done. Properly. It really does, and it was and it was cool to see how already in this early stage how how easily they're able to incorporate actors into these environments, yeah. and I think and that that's a really uh, crucial way. Like to you make said, it's it's just early days right now. This yeah. is we're still just, like this is black and white silent film yeah, for yeah, VR. Yeah. That's the stage we're at right now. We're gonna end with her. Everyone's yeah. gonna fall in love with some sort of AI yeah. system. Only a matter of time. Yeah. It's gonna happen. But I do really, 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 really uh, recommend if you're in Toronto to go check out. It's like a little five minute thing. So were you scared? Did cool you flinch? Did you freak out? Uh, no, I okay. have a thing now where I'm like, because I love haunted houses so much, I just laugh when scares oh. work effectively. So I was just doing that, and I could tell afterwards because the guys that like set it up were the guys that designed it. I could tell they were a little like put off by that, but I was my See, genuine enthusiasm. I think you sold it. Had listened last week, Wayne was telling us how he really enjoys VR, but he's always stone faced. Right, right. When right. they put it on him. Yeah, yeah. Like when you were doing the yeah. shark thing last year. It's an internal experience for yeah, me. Yeah, so, yeah. But, uh, no, I was similar. I was definitely giggling throughat. Um but You guys are throwing off these poor PR people. No, I told no, this is the guys that actually designed the specific <laughs> insidious thing. So I do, so I asked them a bunch of questions afterwards and stuff and they could tell I was genuinely enthused. But I could when certainly when I took the mask off after I'd been laughing through the five minutes, I could yeah. I could sense a mild discomfort. Like, oh no, did you really, <laughs> yeah, really yeah, miss yeah. this? Yeah, okay. This guy's a psychopath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was yeah, it was fun. Okay. It was fun just to see what the technology looks like. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, and related to that, um, Oculus Rift is also saying at this year's E3, they will finally unveil what kind of interface they're going to be selling along with Oculus Rift. Because mm-hmm. that's the one thing that nobody yeah. knew is how the hell are you going to control this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Valve has already shown off like these one things that are like PlayStation Move that use right. like a laser sensor system, and right, right, that right. looks like it's going to work. But nobody knows what the, the Oculus Rift guys were going to do. So they say they'll have that at this year's E3, but they also say this isn't a catch-all solution. You're... We feel that you're going to have different interfaces for different situations. So this one is going to be one solution that we have for certain situations, but we're not going to say that this will cover everything that you can do in VR, which at least is honest because, you know, yeah, yeah, they're right about that. But, uh, you know, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you actually did get a chance finally to try on some yeah, VR goggles. Yeah, it was fun. And, I really, I was, I was really excited. I was, I was genuinely excited. It was funny because they clearly and had And the glasses, it was okay for you because you wear glasses. Yeah, like, The yeah, listeners yeah, yeah. don't know this, but Phil does oh, yeah. wear glasses. That's Phil and always Wayne. an issue. Yeah, yeah. I I That's an issue with didn't, VR. Didn't okay. bother me. I mean, like, okay. uh, I, like, there was a bit of adjustment when I was putting the headset on. Yeah, sure they're, all, they're always is. And that sort of thing. And it was a little tricky to set the focus. But I mean, once everything yeah. was locked in, yeah. yeah. No, was, but I yeah, for, for people with though. glasses, it actually takes a little bit of extra fiddling to get it just right. Yeah. Uh, that's what I've found. Yeah, so, yeah, okay, yeah, it was totally. the same with you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. But I mean, yeah, that's just that's an inevitability, mm-hmm. right? The fact that it worked was was nice. Yeah. It was, I was a little concerned. And, yeah, and yeah. the 3D was just 3D. You were just like, I'm in here. Yeah, <laughs> it was cool. Like, yeah. I was really impressed. It's fun. It's really fun. I'm really excited to see how that technology grows and moves and yep. manipulates. Uh, It'll be fun. Project Morpheus. Yeah, totally. On the PS4. Yeah. See how it goes. Absolutely. I want that. Yeah. I want it now. Yeah. Well, go to AMC or Scotiabank for the next couple of weeks. I probably will because I haven't got a chance. Yeah, give yeah. it a try. I yeah. haven't gotten a chance to play any of the yeah. VR yet. Yeah. Go, see, go see Mad Max yeah. and then do a little Ghost of VR and yeah. it'll be good like, I've, I've got VR up the wazoo for this year's E3. Yeah, like no I'm, I'm taking all the VR things that they're offering because so, I'm really into this stuff. Of course, yeah. yeah. It's cool. Okay. It's like and Lawnmower Man come yeah. to life. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but without the creepy CGI sex sequences. Yeah, and, like, and with Right now. You just wait. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's like the first thing they're going to do. And yep. it's going to be with people, though, yeah. too. And that's the other deal. There's not going to be any CGI involved. Well, some of it might be CGI. 
I don't think so. No, some of it will. Some of it yeah. will be. Yeah. For people with like you know, yeah, you know, yeah, furry fetishes and, and stuff like an, that. And there'll I be suppose, some yeah. anime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the anime girls and all that. Yeah, yeah. the anime. The tentacles. Just, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, in other news, I uh, found this a bit interesting. It's like so the Twitch, you know, the guys that allow for you know streaming of games. Yeah. They are now introducing an official policy saying that uh, games that are rated AO will not be allowed what to stream AO? on Twitch, as in games with an adult only. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense, because they don't have any way of, like, they don't have a system there yeah. Yeah, yeah. in so, place for it. So, unfortunately, this means that the first casualty of this banhammer is actually going to be that really controversial violent game called Hatred. That's oh, on PC. Yeah. So that's not actually pornographic, but because of the level of violence on it, you know, it's like it yeah, got slapped yeah. with an AO rating. We're, are we all out of luck because and, of this? And <laughs> so, yeah, so they're saying it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, we will not allow hatred to be streamed because that's got an adults only rating due to the, you know, just Extreme excessive violence, levels yeah. of violence. So, yeah. so it's, it's kind of interesting to see that, you know, it's like just this once, they're, you know, it's like something is being banned on content of violence rather than sexual content. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. Interesting, because you know usually it's like yeah. somebody showed off a little nipple or something like that. It's like oh, hey, oh okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But this time they're like, no, you you can't have like you know people having their throats ripped off and then being urinated down the throat or whatever is happening. Can you do that in like, hatred? I don't know. Probably. Oh, okay. that, that, was, that was just a, that was just seems, a random example like that I was mi- just picking. It seems like a missed opportunity. If yeah. You can't. But I'm sure if you could do that, that probably actually deserves an adults-only rating Absolutely. to actually see that. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, Twitch actually taking a stand on like you know violence can only go so far. Awesome. They're doing that. Fair uh, enough. Okay. Um, over on the um, political correctness side of the spectrum, nice. um, after 20 years in the FIFA video game business, uh, EA is um, for FIFA 16. They're finally bringing in female teams. All right. Oh. We're, we're going to get female teams in FIFA 16. How about cool. that? Yeah. They they've finally actually, got the jiggling boob algorithm yeah, right. Yeah, they they've actually like you know got a trailer where they were showing like you know some of the you know female athletes that they brought That's in great. for the motion capturing and all that. So yeah, so yeah, you'll you'll be able to choose and it's like you know teams from Canada and the UK yeah, yeah. and blah blah blah. Yeah, and it's surprising like, it took yeah. that long because there yeah, is a actually, fan base for that. Like that's the thing. Twenty years yeah, these yeah. FIFA games have been out now. If you stop and so think why about now? That, like, um, probably just because of you know political correctness just finally the, the increasing demand for, for more deser- diversity and equality and also and like, like space probably space concerns as well at a certain with earlier consoles that's like, also true with yeah. the number of you know individual players and animations they'd have to do yeah it's no longer an issue but i'm sure primarily is yeah kind of Quality thing. I'm yeah, sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Even as recently as the last generation, they thought that girls couldn't play games, and there yeah. was no need. Well, like called you know, the female uprising. Felt mm-hmm. yeah. tell you to from, do uh, it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from a completely mercenary financial point of view. I mean, I imagine that there will be some people that will just buy this game on principle now to support. Yeah, totally. The inclusion of females. So you know, it's like yeah. that's that's money that they're not going to say no it's to. True. So. It's very very true. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, that's that's actually happening. And um, finally, this is like sad news for me, but you know it's like everybody saw it coming. Um, at a, an investors uh, conference, um, Andrew House, who's uh, one of the big wigs over at Sony, yeah. they were talking about you know it's like their plans with hardware, you know, going forward into the future, and he referred to the PlayStation Vita as legacy hardware. Oh, really? So when you refer to something as legacy hardware, that that's basically saying we're done with it. So, that, that so was my a Vita, short, short, yeah, short my, life my Vita is now a collector's item. It's like it's right down there I with sh- like the Game Gear and you know it's like all of those other failed handhelds. Yeah, you know what? Um, 
Mike's been looking to replace his video because you know how the right trick. He better do it fast. (laughs) He's having trouble finding them. Oh man! Like actually out in the world, yeah, he's having trouble legitimately. Makes sense. Yeah. Sadly, that makes sense. I actually wanted a Vita. Mine's still working like a champ, but uh, yeah, it's like the Vitas. Why would they abandon it so quickly? Because they primarily it was because of the amount of money that they sunk into it in the beginning because they really thought that it was going to go head to head with the 3DS I was which, like, I have yeah. to buy a 3DS in now theory, don't it's the only mobile in game theory it get. seemed like it might make it but yeah. in reality it turned out otherwise yeah. but they spent so much money like you know going to Activision and getting them to put like a Call of Duty game on there and yeah, you know, all idea. of their triple A you know it's like titles that you know went onto the Vita and then those things tanked you know, like, yeah so, you know, now it works as a portable PS4 if you're, like, you know, playing on the go. And, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's definitely, like, you know, a haven for the, um, the Japanese games and the indie titles from the West. But, I wanted a Vita. Yeah, but they're not, but, you know, it just never worked as a triple A uh, mobile gaming platform, although the 3DS did. So, mm-hmm. so they're kind of abandoning that and going, it's like, you know, well, you know, it's like, well, it's it's there, and you know, games from Japan and Indies will continue to come out on it. But there isn't going yeah. to be like a Vita two or a Vita three, or you know, it's like any more updates to the hardware or anything like that. It's That's too bad. Yeah. It's I probably like also so they can put their second non like console PS four focus on the Oculus Rift entirely. Yeah, I suppose that is the other thing is that yeah. if you're going to put your money anywhere, it's like you know, VR is probably a safe bet. Yeah. So. I know. Yeah. I really wanted Vita. I love the screen and how bright and beautiful it yeah. is. It's so much easier to deal with than a three. Oh yeah, the Vita yeah. screen is amazing. It yeah. is. It's pretty. But yeah, it, it it really wouldn't amaze me if like you know yeah they they really start you know putting a lot of money into VR going forward and just you know it's like trying to you know it's like yeah you know it's like get a piece of that pie because mm-hmm. no other console is doing it. It's true. And, you know, with fifteen hundred dollars for the Oculus Rift unit versus yeah. like hey got a PS4 just buy this you know Project yeah, Morpheus headset over here. It's like, Hey, yeah, I'll do that. That's so much cheaper than fifteen hundred dollars. So good at abandoning all of their yeah, peripherals. They are. They are. Mm-hmm. That's that's a major concern. But you know, it's like on the other hand, it's like it's this or fifteen hundred dollars. I think uh, I think Sony Sony actually stands a shot now. Yeah, but yeah, remember on. the Wonder Book? How long did that stick around? Oh, for? the Wonder Book. Yeah, they got what two, three games? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and then it just. Oh my God! They they abandon their stuff so quickly. It was the Wonder Book? The the Wonder Book was basically just a book with um like you know. Use with the QR eye. codes yeah. on it that the PlayStation Move camera could read, ah. and then when you laid the book down on your coffee table or whatever, it, it basically turned into like a holographic projector. In that, when you looked on the screen, there was stuff popping out of the book ah. that you could so interact with. They essentially built an entire peripheral, the book, for yeah. all of three games. Yeah, there was like a Harry Potter game, a dinosaur game, a and dinosaur then Book game. of Oh no, the Book of Wonders or whatever the hell it was called it was the Harry Potter one, right? So what, what was it, two Harry Potter games plus one dinosaur Something game? Something like that. Uh, okay. So they, they manufactured this one thing, yeah. shipped it, and then abandoned yeah, that's it. That's really unfortunate, yeah. So I don't know. They better you put are right, though, yeah. Sony, they better put some backing yeah. to this Project Morpheus. I'm sure mm-hmm. they... Well, I mean, I'm like, sure that's their plan. Even at this that's year's the plan, E3, they've like, you know, I'm, I'm set for meetings with like you know games that are going to be on Morpheus. So it's like they've they've got some developers already on it. Yeah, we'll get a good couple yeah. of years, and then they'll just be like, done. We well, see, that's it. the thing. It wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all if what they're planning is that you know you'll buy the Morpheus now or whatever they finally call it. I'm sure we'll find out at this year's E3, mm-hmm. and then it'll be compatible with the PS5 when it that better. Comes oh yeah, that because would... it's just a display. Well, you remember that you know it's like what's yeah. limiting it is the horsepower in the console yeah. itself. Mm-hmm. So if you just plug it into a new console. That eliminates the bottom. Well, both yeah. the Move and the Eye are both compatible with four, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. PlayStation Move, PlayStation Eye, all those things. Those actually work on the PS4. So these are as well, good at so. that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so yes, the PS3 Move controllers, of which I now have two in anticipation. Actually, yeah, so I want to buy more because I know they're probably going to yeah. go back up in price. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, those things actually carried over from the PS3 to the PS4. So, you know, it's like, yeah, um, odds are I would bet that Morpheus will probably carry over to the PS5 because it is just a display. Well, that would be, yeah, so, be a yeah. smart thing. So. Makes sense. And it's very, very comfortable. It's like with the Oculus Rift, when you put it on, they still have like the cloth straps, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. the bands, yeah. Um, when you actually see uh, the Morpheus headset and how well built that is, you are going to be really, really impressed. Cool. Out of all of the headsets, that's the one that looks like it's actually ready for prime time in terms of the actual physical build quality. So, yeah, that thing's amazing. Cool. So, yeah, okay, that's that's the game news that I've got. Thank you. Week, so. uh, Phil played Splatoon. I shouldn't I be doing movies first, though? Uh, yeah, what time is it? <laughs> I'll be fast. We don't have all day here, Phil. I'll be fast. All right. All right. So first up, um, there's San Andreas, which is the movie where The, the Rock, Rock fights, an earthquake. fights an earthquake. Yeah. I really yeah. want to see it, but you only gave it a six. Yeah, because it's stupid, but it's, it's kind of fun. Yeah, as long as it's kind of fun. Yeah, I gave it. Like, I, so still I know going in that it's going it to be pass. stupid, and I know that because yeah. it's The Rock, and I've, he usually does stupid movies. Of course, but this is particularly stupid, even by his standards. Does like he punch a boulder? Is it like Resident Evil oh, 5 I stupid? Wish. Oh, boulder punching. I wish, but no, it's the kind of stupid movie where like, uh, Paul Giamatti plays a uh, like, scientist who knows everything about earthquakes, and he's giving a lecture to his college class about earthquakes, and he's giving a lecture to his college class about earthquakes. Um, with like slides, and he turns the slides off, and they show the chalkboard, and it's got his giant equation on it. And Pazumati's not a math; like, there's no reason for him to have an equation. They just have it up there because it's like it's school, and he's smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like something science. This is how we look him, make him look smart. Yeah, so yeah, it's that kind of stupid. Yeah, I'll um, take it. And The Rock plays a uh, rescue worker who flies helicopters and saves people, and he's the best at it. And then when the world's biggest earthquake ever hits uh, the, the West Coast, he steals a helicopter and spends the whole time saving his wife and child, which, fair, but literally millions of people died that could have used the best rescue worker in California, and but no one the, ever addressed. They're this. not nearly as important as his wife and child. I understand that. He did get to rebuild his family, and that was very satisfying. Like, if you're going to be rescuing some random person mm. or your wife and child, most people are going to pick their wife no, and no, child. No, I understand that as a personal yeah. motivation. I'm just saying, as someone who's presented as the world's and greatest rescue worker, that's an extraordinarily that irresponsible... that there are other rescue workers to help the other people. And you never see them. Yeah, but they're all doing their thing. The they're, not, is, they're not one rescue worker. They made it very clear The Rock's the best one. Yeah, he could have saved everyone at once. But I assume his wife and child was in great peril. They were so in they great peril. they did need the best. They were. No, they did, and he gave it to them. And, shockingly, his uh, broken family came back together again by the oh, end of course. it. Yeah. Oh, you ruined the um, movie sorry. for me. Yeah, I never I'm saw sorry. that coming. I would have figured that they were okay. buried under earth, and yeah. uh, that was it. And it ended yeah. all depressingly. Uh, yeah, well, there's so much stupid stuff. Like, the daughter is hooked up with a cute British guy and his, ch- and his kid brother. Um, which makes no sense because he's supposed to be in San Francisco for a job interview, but brought his kid brother, brother for some reason. I don't know. It was never made clear. Um, but the kid brother had a map and a lot of spunk, so it all worked out. <laughs> um, yeah, so, no, it's it's as silly as it gets. This was directed by Peyton Reed, who is uh, from Newfoundland. Um, and oh, he, yeah, okay. And he previously did... Um, uh, Journey 2 uh, oh, with God. The Rock. I yeah. couldn't even watch. I love The Rock, and yeah. I've watched almost everything he's been yeah, in, but yeah. I turned that on, and I actually turned it off. Oh, yeah, it was no, that it was, bad. It was horrible. It was really so this bad. this is better than that, but it also gives you the idea of, like, of yeah. the so not, yeah. not exactly no. a ring endorsement. No, not a, gra- not a great bit of like storytelling or characterization or anything like that, but... Um, the CGI destruction scenes are are, are, are pretty well done, and there's some fun like ideas. Like, there's one point when, like, 
after the second earthquake, there's a, it creates a tsunami, and the rock has to race to try it with on a boat to get over the tsunami before it breaks. There's things like, and then like he gets just to the top, and then a giant uh, like tanker appears over the edge and starts dropping like boxes on top of him. And he's got to drive around. So oh, there's a lot. There's such a, a lot of lovingly ludicrous stuff like that that I enjoyed, and and all the stupid stuff is funny. It's just stupid. So basically, yeah, I enjoyed it. But I can't, in good conscience, give it higher than a six because yeah. it is a crappy movie. But it is. It's a, one of those. But, but like, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what you're getting into. It's the movie where the rock fights an earthquake. So. And that's really all you. Need yeah. To know. That's it. Yeah. So as if you're on board <laughs> for that, you'll have fun. Oh, I'm on board. And then I should also probably talk about Tomorrowland quickly since we didn't talk about that last week, and that's like a big science fiction Disney genre film, <laughs> which I actually quite liked, even though the world seems to hate it. Why does the world seem to hate it? Well, um, okay, so it is like it, it's it's all hinged on a mystery. Um, it's about yeah, there's a, this teen girl who gets uh, is given a button, and when she touches it, takes it to Tomorrowland, which is both uh, the Disneyland theme park and this magical, mystical, futuristic, optimistic place um, that so she desperately wants to get to. Yeah, exactly. With roller yeah. coasters. Yeah. Exactly, okay. no roller coasters, but a tram. Um, yeah. Are there roller coasters? No, roller coasters? No roller coasters. Are there hovering trams? Yeah, it looks like the uh, Disney tram, okay. but it's not. A oh, the Disney tram! It's not a theme park; it's a place. So she finds out about it. She needs to go. A little girl, a little British girl, uh, offers to take her there. But to do that, they have to find George Clooney, who was invited there as a child himself, but then was kicked out for discovering something, and now is very. Uh, knows some sort of deep, dark secret about it. He doesn't want to reveal. He doesn't want to go back, but he's the only guy that knows how to get back. So they meet up with him, go back, etc. So um, wait, wait, wait. She punches the button once, ends up there, comes back, and then doesn't know how to get back. She gets a vision of it that oh, lasts a certain okay, amount of time. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm trying very carefully not to discuss too okay. much because one of the things that's nice about it is it's just one of those movies where you actually don't know what to expect when okay, you sit down. Okay. That's nice. And uh, yeah, which is rare. And also, it's structured in such a way that you don't really know for the first hour what what's Tomorrowland happening? is or what's oh. going on. Um, I will and, stop asking questions. And uh, good. And um, and uh, yeah, it's by Brad Bird, who's one of my favorites, and uh, he is remarkable. It, he's got a remarkable sense of like how to tell a story in a way that's constantly forward-moving and action-packed without being distracting. Like ra- like Ratatouille is a really exciting action-packed movie, even though it's about a rat learning how to be a chef. So it shouldn't be, and yet he found a way to make it that way. This one is built-in adventure story, kind of an Amblin-type tale. Um, and yeah, like when that movie, is, like for the first hour when that movie's building and rollicking, it is so much fun. It just goes from one crazy scene and idea to the next, and they take full advantage of the fact that if it's a robot, you can dismember it and kill it in as many graphic yeah. ways oh, as you want, just because, there's, just because there's no blood. They take full advantage of that. There's some one, there's some incredibly fun sort of slapstick violent action scenes with that. Um, and then they finally get to Tomorrowland, and the, it's kind of like the closest point of compare is kind of has a bit of a matrix reloaded feel where it's the like action 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 build 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 build, build and then, and the then they talk for 30 up? minutes and explain everything no, no. wow yeah okay which is un- which and there was just no way that bird could get around this well i mean it's better than it's better than matrix reloaded okay. it's just the it's just that's the easiest way to explain what it feels there like. is an expository lump towards the yeah there's a big expository lump but it's still it but it's at least an interesting one and a mm-hmm. comprehensible one. Oh, good yeah, yeah. so that helps okay. but it still requires a lot of explaining the script was co-written by david lindoff who did lost and uh oh, and prometheus right, yeah. so he's got a knack for coming up with uh really really cool concepts and then not having any clue how to end them so clearly him and bird uh, kind of struggled to 
get it pushed across the finish line. But it is, like I said, it's better than Matrix Reloaded. There, even even though it sort of turns into an exposition factory, there are still some set pieces left to it. And okay. It just kind of it does it does harm the movie certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I really enjoyed it. Beyond that, I think it's a lot of fun. I think Clooney does a really good job of being a cranky old dude, which is where I, I'm very happy to see him step into that phase of his career. I think he's going to be great at that. Yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah. He could be the new Sean Connery. In absolutely. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Or Humphrey Bogart, all sorts yeah. of stuff. Uh, Harrison Ford, all sorts of things he could do. Um, so, I'm, so, yeah, that was fun to see. Hugh Laurie also plays the villain, and he's amusing, as he always is. The whole cast is a lot of fun. Um, it just, yeah, has that lumpy finale. And the other thing as well is... Uh, there's this school of people who really criticize uh, The Incredibles for being a kind of Ayn Rand uh, sort of elitist tale. I can see how some people might take that tack. For sure. But I know. At, it always felt like... On a, the other hand, it, I don't really it know. It always felt like a stretch to me, and it frustrates me that he does it. And I know Brad Bird's irritated about it. I've seen him, like, people ask him about it in interviews and be like, oh, what, what is this, all this about? And uh, Tomorrowland, uh, what the ultimate sort of secret of what Tomorrowland actually is is like even more that in the same way where like I in no way think that Brad that Brad Bird is a disciple of Anne Rand I I I, I Anne Rand I do He doesn't strike me as a hardcore objectivist. No, no, no absolutely no. not, but he is someone who clearly likes the idea of people being special. He believes in excellence. Yeah, however, and yeah. and embracing that and yeah. embracing optimism but like he's a cheery dude. Um but it just it's yeah, like when you see it like this is even like I I still think those criti- those criticisms are, are invalid. But this one is even more specific in a way where I just like it surprised me that with Brad Bird already having faced that controversy yeah, and being frustrated by it, it, that again. he would make a movie yeah. that even pushes that even farther. Yeah, um, which is weird. Um, I, it doesn't bother me, but I have heard some people trot that out lazily okay, so as a way to discredit it. So that's part. Are, that's part okay. of it too. All right. And to me, I just don't like. There's nothing wrong with suggesting. Some people are special. Mm-hmm. What, what's the big deal yeah. with that? I don't. I don't get that at all. There's like there's. It's it's not a slippery slope between saying there are special people who should be encouraged on their specialness and it turning into a Nietzsche nightmare. Um, but anyway, some people have a problem with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are the two big things that people have a problem with the, in this movie. It really surprised me how many people uh, really rallied against that and got really angry about those things. Um, I don't think it's a perfect movie by any stretch of imagination, but I do think it's a lot of fun and a really, a really well done, interesting movie that actually, you know, tries to impart some ideas and messages and, and tries to head, take an optimistic outlook to science fiction, which pretty well never happens yeah. anymore, except for Star Trek. Exactly, yeah. and even that got kind of uh, yeah, yeah under the, got muddled yeah. under the J.J. Abrams yeah. arm. That's also true. So, on, on a semi-related note, how financially, how did the most recent Wachowski? siblings movie do horribly anyway. really yeah. oh okay yeah. i was wondering about that yeah so they uh, yeah it's gonna be hard for them to get another movie uh, made for sure okay. um but any but anyway um yeah and then tomorrowland's certainly better than uh than that was okay. uh jupiter ascending but um yeah so anyway i i just yeah now especially now that it came out and didn't do as well as people had hoped i do really encourage people to go I give in, in Tomorrowland a shot because, if you, especially if you like Brad Bird movies or yeah. just old-fashioned like Amblin type adventure tales, um, it's yeah. I, I thought it was a blast. I don't understand what all the fuss is about. I do think that it's bizarre that we can actually refer to Amblin movies as old-fashioned. I know because I still remember when Spielberg is starting up his own studio. Know, it's like, wow, this is crazy. This is brand new, and now yeah, it's like, it's, no, it's been around for it's a few years. Now. It's nostalgic yeah. now. Very nostalgic. Yeah. Even it's past oh. the nostalgia age. We're moving into '90s nostalgia. Even that. That's. 
it's too old to be nostalgic anymore. Yeah. Almost. But anyway, um, yeah, give that one a shot. It it I feel bad for Tomorrowland. It okay. deserves better. It's fun. Thank you, Phil. I'll watch it. Oh yeah, thank you for putting up with that, Mel. Uh, would you like to talk about Splatoon? Sure, I would love to because I love Splatoon. You got um, like seven minutes, buddy. Okay. Um. Yeah, Splatoon. It's a shooter. It's Nintendo shooter. Um, third person, not first person. Not no. Yeah, third yeah. person. Yeah, that's where we're done. But I mean, you know, yeah. come on, it's a shooter. It is. A um. Shooter. And uh, yeah, so their shtick is basically you shoot with ink instead of bullets. You're a squid. You're a squid as well, and the goal is to cover the uh the goes you're on teams, and the goal is to cover the uh, stage with as much of your color as possible. When you color it with a color, you can turn into a squid and fly around like a surfer in between shooting people. Um, and the weapons are like, yeah, squirt guns, paint rollers, that sort of thing. It's a cutie pie version of a shooter. I had such a fun time with it. He did. That he actually asked me to play online with him. I did. Like that wow. was that my happened. heart stopped. Yeah. That he's like, I'm playing Splatoon. I was like, oh. And what happened? Phil <gasps> actually well. wanted. Yeah, I didn't I have my console. What a shock! What a shock! I lent it to a friend. I know. I'm just because I'm a you. nice person. I know. I'm just teasing you. We'll play it soon. <laughs> But yes. uh, anyway, yeah, no, I had a really good time with it. Even the single player, which um, when I found it, because I couldn't find even find it at first. I know, because so it's just, just a, a little Yeah, it's just like a thing. Sewer. Yeah, totally. So I, I thought it would be completely tacked on. Even that's a lot of fun. Um, they came up with good sort of puzzle and platforming variations. One thing I never, a design that they had for it that I never seen before is you actually have to hunt to find the levels in the map screen. Oh, yeah, you have to which, ink them. Yeah, which, and it gets more complicated as it goes on, which sounds irritating, but I actually found kind of fun. I have to admit, even that was well laid out. That was a blast. Um, I did find the fish you had to say pretty ugly. What? The zap fish? They were zapfish, hideous. They are hideous. Yeah. Everything's kind of hideous um, in a fun way, though. Um, and uh, yeah, Hideously cute hideously shooter. Hideously cute, exactly. Um, so even that was good, although uh, I, sh- I feel the need to warn people when they do play the multiplayer, the last boss is as irritating, uh, ir- irritatingly difficult yet satisfying to beat as like a Donkey Kong Country uh, oh, final okay. boss. That took me forever, and I was angry at times. But um, still, but that <laughs> sounds just, about right. Yeah, but that just shows there is a rising challenge level to it in a Nintendo way. Now, I was just very impressed. I think they did a really good job of finding a way to make a shooting game that's satisfying and what you want out of that and runs smoothly online. Although, as Mel can attest, um, mm-hmm. at least during the test period, because you have to have a minimum eight people to play. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. Yeah, it can be irritating, and there's no way to, like, opt out while it's loading. Yeah, well, Tim and I were talking about that last week. Like, you're stuck in the lobby until it times out. It's frustrating. It's just like, wait a second, I don't want to be stuck in this lobby. Yeah, that was really frustrating. You are stuck. Now, one would only hope that once it comes out commercially and there's a yeah, wider number of people be. playing, that that will no longer be quite the same issue. Um, and also, they did provide kind of a fun 8-bit game for you to play on the game. Squid Jump. Yeah, which is a blast. And also, yeah, I thought that they actually did uh, implement the gamepad in this rather well. I like that huh. you okay. use the vertical access by moving the controller. I thought it took a little bit to get used to, definitely, um, but I, I came to really quite enjoy it. And then also, um, because you're trying to compete over how much real estate you have covered with ink, you can see the live map um, mm, right, the yeah. entire time. That's handy, yeah. That's very useful. So, yeah, I um, yeah I think it's uh, I think it's yeah a great, a great addition to the Nintendo lineup. It's rare that they try to do something original, completely bereft of all their na- uh, mascots, and I think they did something that's worthy, and I think that these guys will they probably... They have a new mascot, yeah. Absolutely. I think these uh, Inklings, they're called? Yeah. Inklings. Yeah, I think these Inklings are, are going to be around for a little while, and I think this is going to become a new staple, and good job all around, because um, that can't have been easy to do. Yeah, um, that's true. And they did... I enjoyed every second of it, and I will continue to play it, and 
and I recommend everyone go out and get it if they like Nintendo stuff. End of review. Mel, do you have anything to add since you played it as well? No, we talked about it last week a little bit. Oh, jeez. Oh, sorry. Okay, well, that's it. Anyway. I asked you about it. I know, I'm just teasing you. Okay, that's it. Wayne, do you have anything you got to talk about? I have too many games that I played. So yeah. You guys <laughs> kind of have to pick from one. It's like, pick, all right. Uh, so there was like. What was the best one? There was Witcher, Witcher. 3. There was the Destiny House of Wolves expansion. Witcher, there was Game of Thrones thing, episode right? 4. There just was Farm Simulator Witcher. 2015. Just do Witcher. Witcher. Okay. The Witcher is gigantic. It's yeah. freaking, freaking huge. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> even if you're trying to play through that game as quickly as possible, yeah. you're still probably looking at like 60 or 70 hours. Holy shit. That's the short version. It's like. If you're trying to do everything, then you're probably looking at over 200 hours Holy crap. easily. The yeah. game is gigantic. Right. I can't and you're going to do everything, aren't you? Uh, I will go back and do a second playthrough where I will do everything. I just yes. figured you were already on your second playthrough. No, yeah. no, I, I couldn't because then I had to jump into, like, you know, Farm Simulator 2015, and now I'm playing, like, the Dragon Age Inquisition expansion for review, and right. then I had to review Game of Thrones and as well. And you have Hyperdimension yeah. something, and something, then there's something. Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth yeah. Generation 2 or some <laughs> crap like that. So yeah. it's like I couldn't immediately jump back in. I will go back yeah. and play but, we but you loved it. I gotta, it lived well, up to the hype. It does live up to the hype. It's yeah. uh, the story is amazing. I don't know whether it's just CD Projekt, the studio in particular, or Polish people in general. Okay. But it's very bleak. Yeah. Bad things are happening to people all the time. Yeah. The game just makes you like sad, sad, sad. That's so, Eastern Europe in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So you, yeah, you start off and it's like you know, it's even just something like you know, lighthearted, like you know, like oh, okay, you've got a friend that like you know wants to open up. Like you know, a, a tavern. It's like okay, that's that's great. <laughs> that sounds innocent. That's what friends do, yeah. my, right? My they friend, open bars yeah. together. My friend wants to open up a tavern. Okay, I'll help him out with that. And then all of a sudden, it just spirals into this horrible thing where like you know, mm-hmm. bad things happen to people, and you're like, oh no, I didn't want that. To, oh, now I feel like complete crap. Now it's like mm-hmm. I didn't. So, the the story is good. Um, it's very very well written. I don't know whether the guys like actually just originally wrote it in English or. They wrote it in Polish, and then somebody came along and translated it into English, but Mm -hmm. it's very, very well written. Um, I did, however, end up giving it an Um, 8.5. It's like as opposed to like a 9 or a Mm 9.5. And the reason for that is I was really, really surprised at how mechanically unpolished it could feel at Uh, times. Like, the horse that you're riding on is like just an absolute bitch to control. Like... (laughs) You get on that thing and you're just like, like a real horse. Yeah, this horse is supposed to take me to places faster. So why is it that sometimes it's actually faster to just walk because this thing just veers off in directions of its own? Where it's like, I didn't even want to go there, but you're off at this trot and I can't control it. Um, there's other stuff going on, like uh, when you want to interact with uh, objects in the game. Sometimes it turns into a traditional adventure game pixel hunt, where like there were a few quests where I was held up for a half an hour because I was like. I don't know how to advance anymore. I thought that I just had to go up to this door and open it, but nothing is happening. And then eventually I would go up to it and I would fiddle around with it some more out of frustration. And then finally the interact option came up and it was like, oh, I was supposed to open this door. It just, it wouldn't come up. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, so, so yeah, so stuff like that happens. There are other weird little things like um, when you want to unload your gear because they do have like a limited amount of inventory they don't tell you where the merchants are. You have to remember where they are on the map and just go and find them. You can't just like highlight them mm-hmm. on the map and follow a waypoint. So there are like all of these weird little and like you know these are just like the top three things that came to mind. But there are tons and tons of little things like that right. that are scattered throughout the game. Where I'm like, I love the story. You know, it's like the game is actually fun to play. But there are so many little things that just kind of get in the way at the time. Some of them were bugs. Some of them seemed to be deliberate design decisions. And I was just like, the if, if they, yeah, you know, it's like if, if they had, you know, it's like 
if they fixed these things, then I probably easily would have given it a 9.5. But there were just like so many little things along the way that just kept tripping me up that that mm. was like, I, I can't do it because as much as I'm enjoying the story, every once in a while I get into like a gameplay segment where it's like, okay, this is really pissing me off. And then I find out that it was like, oh, because the targeting camera is just being you know finicky about yeah. where I'm supposed to be standing in order to interact with this object. And it took me like an hour to solve that. And there were multiple instances where stuff like that would just get in the way and it didn't need to. Mm. So I, you know, I would recommend to everybody, it's like, you know, forgive the flaws, but you know, the flaws are there. You know, it's like, on the other hand, it's not as buggy as a Bethesda game. So, <laughs> That's the standard. So like, the thing is like, you know, I never came to a point where it's like, okay, the quest is just bugged and I can't complete it, period. I have to start yeah. all over again, which is something that happens with alarming regularity with Bethesda games. But this wasn't like that. There are things that got in the way frequently, but they never broke the game. So I know that there are probably some people who are like, you know, yeah, but, you know, if you enjoyed the game that much, you should have just given it a nine no, or whatever. No, it's buggy as hell, But I was though. like, you know, yeah, I did enjoy the game, but that was despite the numerous bugs that kept cropping up. Mm -hmm. So, like, well, you know, yeah, I, I would say, though, that it's easily the art. Yeah. 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 And you have all July to play yeah. it because of all that downtime. That's true. And it, it easily is the RPG of 2015. I just cannot imagine a better one coming out. Sweet. Um, so probably your pick like, of the year already. Yeah. So yeah, it, it probably is my RPG of the year. Like you know, we'll see. Unless Persona Five comes out, you know, like and totally blows it away. But I'm not counting on that. Someone told me on the Square Enix website they had 2015 written down for Kingdom Hearts Three, and I was like, No way! No, they don't. There's no, no way that's it's not happening. Happen. There's no way that's happening. You know what? You wrote it They've down. They still got to get Final no, no. Fantasy Fifteen I, out. The I door, looked, so. and it wasn't. It wasn't them. Amazon has a tendency to put up oh, Amazon, release yeah. dates don't, that don't yeah. exist. Don't listen like, yeah, to Amazon. Listen no, to that. it's like that's totally not happening. So I was like, what? No. Yeah. I've fallen for that trap too many times. Yeah, stupid Amazon. Yeah. So getting so us all excited about things that aren't coming out yet. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that that was the biggest game that I played this week. Although there were numerous other games. I can't wait but, to hear um, about Farming Simulator. Farming Simulator 2015. Next yeah, week, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to like it, but there are some problems. You're trying to, he actually requested. This is not one of the games yeah. we shoved on no, you. No, I, I requested. He requested I was like, yeah, the farming simulator. A game, game where I get to be a farmer? It's like, yeah, sign I me up for that. Likes to I guess since he played two train simulators, this is going to be more exciting than that. It, right? it, it is more fun than the train yeah, simulators. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. Doubt. But yeah, there are, there are some problems with that game. So you know, it's like, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I, can, I can tell you one quick problem right All now. Right. And this, this one is just sheer ignorance. Yeah. Is that, you know, it's like, I am such a sucky farmer that when I was waiting for the stuff to grow and then it did start growing, I didn't know when I was supposed to harvest it. Yeah. <laughs> because the game doesn't tell you. It's like, your wheat has grown to maturation. You should harvest it now. So yeah. instead, I was like, it's getting taller. It's getting taller. It's getting taller. Is it tall enough? Should I harvest it now? Should I wait? And then, you know, it's like, Oh wait, it's like it's starting to wither now. Okay, maybe I didn't harvest it soon enough. Oh, I don't know. The game's not telling me these things. That's yeah. part of the learning of but uh, yeah, the I, simulation. I actually did not know when I was supposed to harvest my really? crops. Yeah. <laughs> game can't tell you everything. Yeah. Are there any twisters? Twisters? A twister. It's a twister. Uh, a twister. No, 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 no. Actually, no. I, I haven't seen any disasters uh, like that. I was well, hoping he'd have like to. Like no, no. I'd ho I was hoping he'd have to deal with mad cow disease. Oh yeah. Uh, it's yeah. a nineties thing. Yeah. Know. Although Mad Cow nostalgia is probably right. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Mad Cow nostalgia. <laughs> so there, there we go. Unless you want me to talk about the other games, but there's just like you know too many. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we can do that another time. All right. Yeah. All right, so that's it for this week's podcast. You can, of course, check us out at cgmagonline.com, where Phil's full review of San Andreas and Splatoon is, and Wayne's review of the games that he did not get to speak about today, like. 
Game of Thrones, Destiny expansion, and I feel like oh, I'm missing so many. Yeah. We'll talk about those next week yeah. because we'll be less to talk about that. Well, we'll see about that. And, of course, you can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash comicsgamingmagazine, Google Plus at google.com slash little plus sign CGMag online, and Twitter at CGMag online. Of course, tune in tomorrow for our, on our Twitter for Free Code Friday, where you have a chance to win a code to a game via Steam. Exciting, right, Phil? Woo! And on June 1st, which is Monday, we're going to start our giveaway of Focus DVDs. Thanks, Wonder Brothers. So make sure you come back to the site for that. Phil, how do you feel about... No, you know what? I'm not going to ask you about no, Focus. I like Focus. All right, there you go. Yeah. And uh, tune in next week. And thanks for listening. Bye.